Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So are we sitting comfortably? Let's begin. If you want to come into my house and argue that All In 2018 is one of the most important wrestling events in modern times, I'd probably agree with you. Now, there is some hyperbole to that, of course, because we are on the internet and it is YouTube. But without All In, we don't get AEW. And without AEW, we don't change the industry. And WWE doesn't get a fire lit under its ass. And look, if you want to pretend the reason all of a sudden they're doing so good and seem to care a bit more has nothing to do with All In Wrestling, well, more power to you. I think you're wrong. And do not forget, this all started when somebody tweeted Dave Meltzer, he of the Wrestling Observer, and said, do you think an independent wrestling show could sell 10,000 tickets? He was like, I very much doubt it. When Cody Rhodes appeared in the thread and said, well, I'll take that bet. And my word, he meant it. As it turned out, there was 11,263 people in the Sears Center in Chicago. They sold out of every last piece of merchandise. And on pay-per-view, they made over a million dollars. And once again, I know I've said it once, I'll say it twice. This was an indie show. So it was a monster that nobody could have seen coming. As was that semi-main event. Because Akada versus Marty Scroll ran over, and we'll talk about it later, to such a degree that when we got to the main main event... They were all told, listen, I know you're supposed to have 25 minutes. You have to do it in 12. So you literally see a grappling bout in fast forward. I mean, it's crazy. Rumor of the time as well is that people in the production truck were literally shouting, would these two finish the damn thing? So I don't know what Marty and Okada were thinking about here, but I tell you. Actually, in hindsight, I'm glad this happened because what the Young Bucks and Rey Mysterio and Ibushi and everybody else did, well, it's sublime. All In also means a lot to me too because you can go back right now on the channel as well and see one of the first live ups and downs we ever did straight after a show at the building. Now, one, I never expected this kind of response. And two, if you do go and watch it, man, I totally agree with you. I was going to try and compare my feelings then to now, but when you do it in front of three people, you get no information. But is it one of the greatest things ever? Yes. And do I thank you from the bottom of my tootsie toes? You bet your ass. On the other side of the pond as well, Shawn Michaels had just returned to WWE and the rumor mill was saying, oh, maybe he'll come out of retirement for one of those Saudi Arabia shows. All of a sudden, give me a second. That's right. I men in black flashy thingied myself. What are we talking about? The Mixed Match Challenge was also going on, and we should bring that back because it was a joy. Daniel Bryan had just signed a brand new WWE contract, and Batista, talking to what culture that's us, said, well, maybe I would like to return to wrestling at some point. And you know what's going to happen there. As a small aside, this was also around the time when Big Cass got fired and was doing interviews. 
And ever since 2018, too now, he has been through some real serious personal stuff. But he came out the other side, and given what he has been doing in AEW recently, he is probably on the cusp of having the run of his life. It is true inspirational stuff. So there you go, and given that All In 2023 is about to smash records, and that All In 2018 did the same, I am Simon Miller. Welcome to Retro Ups and Downs. Make sure when you do the intro, you get all comfy cosy too. It's important, but let's up those downs for the biggest independent show ever. Is that true? I don't know. I just said it. Do you remember how this event started? Out came Cody Rhodes and out came the Young Bucks. They were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we've done it. When all the pyrotechnics go off. And let's not pretend otherwise. This was very much wink, wink, nudge, nudge at WWE. Because in 2018, they didn't care for fireworks anymore. Oh, it doesn't fit our budget. So there's one major change. You always have to have pomp and circumstance. You also then get a proper, wait a minute, did I take drugs moment? <laughs> because Road Warrior Animal just comes out on a motorbike. Now, this does make sense. The Road Warriors were massive in Chicago. But out of context, just like, oh, hey, Animal, hope you're having a good time. Matches then get started. And it is, of course, Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky SCU taking on the Briscoes. When you do watch this in hindsight, actually has some sadness to it. I mean, who the flub ever thought back then what would happen to Jay Briscoe would have gone down. It's also for the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles, although it's not. <laughs> Understand why? I mean, what difference would it have made? But apparently, no, you ain't allowed it. You do get your first proper taste of the crowd, though, and man, they will just light you up inside. I remember being there, and it was the same kind of thing. I've told this story before. Such was the noise levels, I started to get emotional because my brain was just going, how the hell is this even happening? Something strange is happening to our bone. So seriously, it was very, very special. And if you were there, you understand. These four also wear their opening match clothes with pride and they just smash it. They have a damn good tag team match. And it ends with Kazarian basically interrupting the Briscoe's Doomsday device to do this twisting slam thingamajig, which was actually a pretty damn good move. And he gets the one, two, three, and everybody celebrates because we're just having a good time which would be the tagline for All In. Every single person has such a good time. So important when it comes to wrestling up. It's also the same for the surprise over budget battle royal. I mean, this is absolute carnage. Listen who's in it too. You get Chico El Luchador, but we'll get back to that in a second. Bully Ray, Moose, Chucky T, Trent Beretta, Rocky Romero, Brian Cage, The Hurricane, Ethan Page, Tommy Dreamer, Jimmy Jacobs, Punishment Martinez, Austin Gunn, Billy Gunn, Colt Cabana, Cheeseburger, Marco Stock, Brandon Cutler, and Jordan Grace. Man. It is really well done though, because as it did turn out, everybody sat down and they planned this like it was a regular match. Everybody got their high spots, we made sure we told some stories. Sometimes you get a bad roar and it's just like, well, get in there and see what happens. It never works. Don Castle is also on commentary because he is so intentionally ludicrous, you can't help but laugh. And all of this does come back to that luchador. Because as we now know, it was actually Flip Gordon sneaking into the thing. And we can't get into it here because we enough time. But obviously tied into BTE, the YouTube series. I just think that is so nice for the hardcore fan. I mean, this was a hardcore wrestling event. So if you had been watching that thing, it made you feel rewarded. Like you got in on a Christmas Eve and your dad was there. And he was like, that'll do, pig. That'll do. And you're like, are you quoting, babe? And he says, no one runs off. Essentially, though, Flip was essentially feuding with a lot of people in being the elite. When it came down to him and Bully Ray, he whips off his mask, he chucks that guy out of there, which was revenge because he'd been thrown through a table to start the thing. And it also meant that later, he was going to take on Jay Lethal for the Ring of Honor world title. And yes, look, Flip Gordon has basically cancelled himself today, but I'm worrying about that. I'm focused on the wrestling. And in terms of Battle Royals, this one is absolutely faboo. 
giving it up. Which is when the pay-per-view starts properly. And do you know who the first guy out the curtain is? MJF. Maxwell also told the story recently how he got on this show because he just shot his shot with Cody Rhodes and he sent him a DM. He's like, you don't know me and I don't know you, but can I be on your pay-per-view? And the American Nightmare got back to him and said, yes, you can. Once again, this wasn't an accident. Everybody knew. I think that's why they put him against Matt Cross as well, because Matt Cross is just a damn good worker. And that's what you get here. Like, Maxwell Jacob Friedman isn't the MGF we know in 2023, but you can see all the traits as he's just putting it all together. There was no way you can't look at him and just say, well, he's going to be a star, even though that's a weird thing to do. Otherwise, it's exactly what you would expect. It's not a match of the year or anything like that, but the crap going nuts does add to it. And after about 10 minutes, Cross hits the shooting star press and he gets the one, two, three. But once more, it's the fact that you can see everything processing in Maxwell's mind that he was going to use when he finally got to AEW. So if you are a historian, <laughs> this is a good place to start. I don't even know what a wrestling historian would be, but good for you. Up. Sean Mooney is then here, which is a right trip if you're an old man like me. And he is interviewing the NWA world champion, Nick Aldis. And here's the thing. We all know that if you do give a mic to Nick, he can hold his own. But here, <laughs> I don't really get it. Something feels off. It's a bit like I tuned into QVC and somebody was trying to sell me something. Still, he does tell us that later on he shall beat Cody Rhodes. As we know now, that was an utter lie. When... Things go crazy. If you are a long-term fan, you will remember that Cody Rhodes and Stephen Amell were friends ever since Stephen had his match in WWE. So somebody decided, well, he's on television. Why don't we use him? We do. And he takes on flipping Christopher Daniels. And I tell you too, if Amell wants to come back for a round four, whatever it would be, we probably should pull the trigger. Because even though the bar has been raised massively in terms of celebrity wrestling, when it comes to Bad Bunny and Logan Paul, you can argue that he kind of started it. And he wants to prove that he can race his game. All of a sudden, we're going to have to have a celebrity wrestling pool. Jerry Lynn is also the referee here, so we do put a spotlight on all the underrated performers over the last few decades. Halfway through, he gets so mad with Christopher Daniels, he just whips his referee top off. He's like, man, let's go, let's go. I'll whip your ass. It's like, Jerry, will you calm down? What are you doing? You also get Steven diving off the top rope onto Christopher Daniels, who's in a table, and essentially hitting the coast to coast. Once again, do not forget, he ain't no wrestler. He doesn't have to do this, but he does pull out the big guns. Eventually, he does get hit with the best moonsault ever. One, two, three. And this just works. I don't even know why. And the love that Stephen Amell gets from the fans, as well as Christopher Daniels, especially when they shake hands afterwards, well, it's just nice. And that's what this show is, man. It's nice wrestling. And sometimes people go, meh, how loser is that? You want everything to be nice? Yes, I do. There's horrible things out there in the real world. So in my entertainment existment, why can't I have nice things? Giving it a nice up. And it's basically the same for the women's four-way. Because you get Britt Baker taking on Tessa Blanchard, taking on Chelsea Green, taking on Madison Rain. Once again, as soon as they come out here, the entire audience is just like, yeah, let's have a really good match. I mean, you want to run out there and give everybody a hug. I mean, it's super interesting these days because these guys have come so far. Like, Chelsea Green is now smashing it in WWE. Britt Baker is a cornerstone of AEW. Madison Rain has just such a long career behind her. And it's more than a solid hand. And then, yes, we have everything with Tessa Blanchard. And once again, we don't have time to get into it here. But essentially, soon after this, she got accused of racism just got accused of doing a lot of things that you have to define as unacceptable behavior. I mean, why do you think that no major promotion has signed her five years on? 
have to figure that all this stuff is true. Let's not let that take away from this match in the moment, though, because these four do maximise their minutes. Wonderfully, Chelsea Green is still such a great over-the-top character. Like she was playing the whole, oh my gosh, she got dumped at the whole crazy bride, but she just does it so damn well. Baker is still obviously finding her way too, but clearly was headed in the right direction, and Madison never puts in a bad performance at the pop here. When Chelsea gives Tessa a Canadian destroyer, I mean, it is nuclear. So it certainly does hold its own with everything else on the card, although the finish is a little bit weird, because Tessa slams Brit with the hammerlock DDT, and she does get the three, but it also looks like the other two were meant to break this up, and because nobody knows, it's like a T-Rex arrives, everybody freezes. But hey-ho, as we always say, bad things do happen, and this is just a good showcase for four people that, you know, aside from things we've talked about, should have gone to the top. And the rest have, works for me, up. Which is when we turn things on a dime, we get super serious. Now, it seems mad to say now, given the lay of the land, but it is Cody Rhodes versus Nick Aldis for the NWA World Championship. And my word, both before this event and on the night, we just put so much credence into that title that you would wake up in the morning and you go, man, I got money, I got oxygen, now I need to go get that belt. But it's almost like we've turned the clock back to 1984 and they both get mega entrances, especially Cody that comes out with half his friends and family. But the absolute noise that greets him, no wonder he got totally peeved when everybody turned on him, or half the audience turned on him. You go from this to that, doesn't make any sense. Now, of course, you knew that Cody was going to win here because it would tie into everything with his dad, but they still got in that ring and they just rely so much on emotion. Like a lot of all in, of course, is flippy dippy doo dah, what's up, Downey, what are you going to do? Because that is just modern wrestling. But the fact that they turn the clock back and still make it work. Well, kudos all round. Rhodes has also often said that his favourite match ever is Hulk Hogan versus The Rock from Mania 18. And not only do they blatantly steal some spots for this, but in terms of the reaction, well, you can argue that maybe he'll never get closer. I mean, if he beats Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40, probably, but there's just so something special about it. Aldis also gets mega heat when he drops Cody off the outside. And this is when we do that spot when the referee is going, oh no, he's hurt for real. Which is when DDP walks out there. DDP had accompanied Cody Rhodes to the ring, but it's still like, you ain't no doctor, DDP, but he's only here to start busting out diamond cutters, and he gives one to Davari. I don't care. This was the right thing to do. I love Diamond Dallas Page. We also make sure that our hearts are screaming during this too, because after Nicky Boy is beating up Codes for the while, he's just laying there dead, Brandy Rhodes, his wife, lays over her husband. It's like, please, Nick Aldis, don't beat him up anymore. So what does Aldis do? He jumps off the top rope and he crushes them both. He's like a flipping supervillain. We really did give him a lot as well because he kicks out of a crossroads. When he decides, after like 15 minutes of match, Haha, I've figured it out. I'm going to give you a sunset flip. I was like, Aldis, what are you doing, man? And of course, because it's SummerSlam 1992, as soon as he does that, Cody Rhodes just goes to his knees. He does a variation of the most devastating move in all of sports, entertainment, surprise roll-up, and he gets the three. And even though his music doesn't play for a long-ass time, the explosion to this and watching him hold that NWA title as blood pours from his head, obviously, you just... But it's just great. It just rocks. It's just awesome. So it is a little bit of a shame that within two months, Nick Aldis would have won the thing back. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but there was the potential here to turn this into one of the most important titles in professional wrestling, and we didn't do it. So we peaked it all in instead. When I search my feelings, am I mad about that? No, no, I'm not. Oh. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You would think that whatever followed this would have a tough time, but instead, Hangman Adam Page and Joey Janela went out there and backstage must have gone, well, I've got a plan. How about we kill each other? The other guy went, sounds pretty good. Always makes me laugh watching this match back because people today like to go, I can't believe the cowboy does such crazy matches. I'm like, what are you talking about, you mother hubbard? He's been doing this since day dot. I mean, they do everything, literally. At one point, there is a ladder bridge on the outside and what move do they decide to do into it? I mean, it's essentially a burning hammer. A poor Joey Janela, man. His back is all kinds of screwed up because of course it is. This is also famous for all the stuff with Cracker Barrel. did sponsor the event so there was a cracker barrel in the corner and at one point when hangman is in the crowd joey just runs and he jumps off it and does this mad dive i'm like man somebody read cracker barrel i need to know penelope ford also comes out with joey because they were dating at the time and she too shines like at one point she gets in the ring she's doing all this matrix stuff and she smashes Paige with a stunner and it may be the best five seconds in terms of a sequence on the entire show. You also get this horrible powerbomb off the entranceway by Hangman onto Joey through two tables, although I have just told you a massive lie, because he only goes through one table and he misses the other table, meaning his head goes crashing into the floor. This is what happened to me. Look, I've turned to come some kind of swinging man, because all my senses and body is just breaking, because I couldn't handle it. Even with all this madness, it's still goofy wrestling for life at the center of this, because once again, it ties into BTE. Because around this time, Hangman Adam Page had given up his cowboy boots because he thought they were cursed <laughs> and he thought they were talking to him. So he's crazy. Ford knew about this too. So she gets in the ring, goes, ha ha, I've got your boots. And Adam's like, no, no, it's the boots. And when she goes down to pick them up, I suppose to use it as a weapon. Adam Page super kicks her right in the face. Now, we'd probably never do this on AEW, but the way it's constructed here, well, it's pretty well done. There is more because a massive ladder is then brought out, and of course, Joey and Adam climb up that thing. When the hangman has a phone, that's how he killed Joey Ryan. So he just smacks Joey Janela with it, and then he's strangling him, like this is a perfectly fine thing to do, when he hits the last rites from the top of that damn ladder, 
through a table. And look, he protects this man as best as he can, but that's like me saying, oh, I'm dancing in traffic on the highway. Hopefully I'll be all right because I'm wearing a pillow. So it is just a brutal ending, but it really works. And they managed to keep the momentum going superbly. Only real surprise is that Joey Janela wasn't able to capitalize this on the best way that Hangman has. Oh, actually, he's still smashing outside of AEW, so it did work. Apparently, though, what follows is awful, especially today. Now, there's another thing that's not worth getting into because we'd have to talk about it for years, but it does tie into BTE. Essentially, the lights go out when they come back on. Joey Ryan is here with all his penis friends. I don't even know how to explain it, and I'm just going to leave it there. I think it's in bad taste. Knowing what we do now in 2023, hindsight is a powerful tool. It's even worse. It gets a brown down. Skip it. If you are going to watch All In, let's move on. When we do get a little bit of a break, because it's Jay Lethal versus Flip Gordon for the Ring of Honor World title, and while it is a good match, it does kind of feel like it's just there. Now it is a lot of fun because Jay Lethal is playing that character that when you tap him on the shoulder, he changes personalities. So he comes out with Lanny Poffo as the Macho Man Randy Savage, but then people keep touching him, so he transforms back into Jay Lethal. So there's only four words I'm going to say, goofy wrestling for life. Brandy Rose also comes out with Flip Gordon to tie into all of that, and she just keeps slapping Jay Lethal around, to the point, eventually, he puts her on his shoulder and he's walking around like once again, he is Randy Savage. So we ain't mucking around. My absolutely favorite part though is later on when Lanny Poffer realizes, man, this is not going well. So he too just gives Jay a hit when he goes to the top rope and he hits three Macho Man elbow drops, which is when Flip kicks out. And even though no one smacked him, he decides that he's Hulk Hogan. He does the wagging finger. He does the big boot. And he doesn't drop the leg. Ultimately, that was his undoing. Because Lethal then magically transforms back into Jay Lethal, which is a very weird thing to say. And he hits the Lethal Injection and he gets the one, two, three, and he is still your Ring of Honor World Champion. So in terms of entertainment, once again, just having fun, I had a wonderful time, but it kind of feels like this should have gone before the last match or somewhere else. But again, it's five years ago. I don't give a flub. Up. You also get a post angle as well because out comes Bully Ray to kill these guys because he's so angry. But given we're in Chicago, who comes out to make the save? Colt Cabana. They make sure that they do the triple powerbomb through a table onto Bully. So fair play to that guy. He is very controversial, but he does get it. So that was just a nice thing to do, I suppose. Did need to be there? Probably not. But it is nothing on what comes next because it is Kenny Omega versus Penta. Now, once again, if you were around in 2018, you will know this was considered a dream match and nobody flubbing could believe that these two were gonna go at it, which is really straight in 2023, because it'd probably just be a match on ramp. As soon as the bell rings though, they lose it and they're just doing sling blades and Frankensteiners and you get the Terminator dive. And of course, Penta then grabs Kenneth and he throws him on the floor. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about it. No wonder Kenny was so injured in 2021. He's always been doing crazy Ship. Nothing will ever compare to the package pile driver that Penta gives Omega onto the ring apron, though. And it's one of these bumps that you can watch over and over and over again. I watched it like eight times. And while they do their best to try and protect each other, it just, it just doesn't. I was like, man, why do we keep doing it? It's just wrestling tennis because then Omega is busting out package pile drivers and hitting V-triggers to the back, which also looks brutal. And the way Penta gets back into this is he does his arm break thingamajig. And I tell you, I don't think I'd ever seen that live in 2018. So when he did it, I popped up like, wait, he broke Kenny's arm? 
What a nerd. We then get all the pile drivers because we have to do the near falls. And I tell you, these are so well done that when Omega kicks out of one of them, everybody in the damn stand just gets up and applauds. They are taking this in and they're having a good time. Kenneth then spans the V-trigger button because he understands what he has to do. And once again, it's just the little things. When he goes to give Penta the one wing and angel, he has to use his other arm because the other one is broken. That was the whole point of the spot. He does hit it. He gets the one, two, three. And this totally lives up to expectations. And if they'd never fought, and they did it in 2023 on an all-in pay-per-view or whatever, people would still be into it. I just... I meant all out, you know, all out. Any point is this, if we did it on a pay-per-view in 2023, everybody would cheer up. It also arguably has the best post-match angle as well because nobody expected this at the time, or at least I didn't, don't know what that says about me, because the lights go out. When they come back on, Penta is still on the floor. You're like, what was the point of that? It was a surprise though, because even though it looked like Penta and somebody was wearing Penta's clothes, it wasn't Penta, and it was in fact none other than Chris Jericho. When he removes his mask, everybody loses their minds, because once again, five years ago, he was basically Mr. WWE. It's even more amazing too, because Jericho had a fuzzy gig this night, and he basically had to fly there right afterwards and run to the arena, but by the time he's hit the second code breaker and gone, Kyle Omega, I'll see you on the Jericho cruise, this is just a good bit of business, man. I love all the, oh, I'm actually somebody else fake out. So it only lasts about five minutes, but it's getting an up. Man, do I love a big reaction. Which is when, yeah, we get to Kazuchika Okada versus Marty Skrull. And they go 30 minutes, and I still don't understand why. Now, don't get me wrong, it is a really, really good match. But when you know that there were production people in the back going, somebody make them stop, and you listen to the commentators, so also having a meltdown... Well, I'm going to be that guy. Just feels a little bit unfair. Akada is such a superstar here, and his entrance is something to behold. And he gets in the ring, he grabs Marty, bam, and he gives him a DDT on the outside. And I was like, well, that's it. He's dead. One, two, three. Now, it does start super slow because we were going to do a proper New Japan Akada match here. And by the time Marty Skrull starts hitting brain busters and top rope suplexes, fans actually start to buy into the fact that maybe, just maybe, he's going to win. I was like, what planet did you come from? Ain't no way New Japan is letting IWGP heavyweight champion Akada lose. That's crazy. Akada is soon busting out these drop kicks, and one is so high, I don't understand how we didn't end up on the moon, which is when we get to the chicken wing. Still makes me laugh. You have two really serious wrestlers here, and they sell the chicken wing like death. Love it. Eventually, the referee gets bumped because of course he does, which is when Marty gets the umbrella, and he cracks Akada so hard on the head... I suppose it does tie in. He is the rainmaker. That's where the water would be. That does lead to an amazing false finish, though, that even I bought into him, though I know the ending, which is when Akada does hit the rainmaker, but he's so exhausted he falls to the floor. I like that spot. Scroll then spits in his face, which seems like a terrible idea. And even though he goes to do the break the finger thingamajig, instead Akada goes, no, I don't want that. Hits him with one rainmaker, hits him with a second one. He gets the one, two, three, and once again. Could we have shaved five minutes off this and it still be as good? Yes, but is it still a very, very good match? Yes, it's getting it up. Now look, obviously, Marty Skrull is also now another problematic individual. But Google is your friend. This ain't the video for it. As mentioned earlier, though, it did totally screw the main event, which went from 25 minutes to 12. I'll double down on what I said. I think it makes it so much better, even more so when you were told that apparently the Young Bucks went around to everybody else and said, look, we need to get you over as stars, so make sure you get your shib in. Matt and Nick Jackson, my friends, 
Total legends. They're also teaming with Kota Ibushi to take on Bandido, Rey Mysterio, and Phoenix. So you already know that this is going to be good. You could have given them three minutes and said you've got to play Tetris, and they would have found a way to make it work. Seriously, though, when they do get into it, it honestly goes crossbody, dive, diamond cutter, moonsault, pele kick, dive, springboard, moonsault, moonsault, German suplex, triple hurricane rana. There is not one spot missed, not from any of the guys, even though they are clearly rushing this. I actually think it's better because of it. You just watch it in awe. I also can't do it justice, but there's also this moonsault double knee thing that Bushi does to Bandido. And I was like, that's it. His ribs have to be broken, otherwise I've been lied to by science. The finishing sequence is absolutely Mortal Kombat as well, because Rey Mysterio hits the 619, only for Phoenix to hit a Canadian Destroyer when he and Bandido decide to do double dives. Rey then hits his own splasher and he gets a two when Bandido sees Matt Jackson and he fall away slams him with so much power or I think he ended up in New York. Nick Jackson then wakes his brother up when you get the super kick party when all of these guys in Ibushi are just going top rope move, top rope move. Nick Jackson hits a 450. That's one, two kick out. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. They then clear the ring. They hit the Meltzer driver. One, two, three. And all of it happens at that speed. It's just, it's like Batista's machine gun. I was cracking up. So I'm like, surely one of you has to slip, but nothing. So it really is like watching violent art at 2.0 speed. But I have such a sloth spot for this thing because it's totally nuts it's totally bonkers and it is totally getting it up it rules you also get the big celebrations afterwards because of course they had done a momentous achievement do not forget if you are watching this on friday in two days time they're about to do it again at wembley stadium where not only have they sold over 80,000 tickets but apparently in terms of pre-order pay-per-views they're already over 90,000. so this is going to be absolutely marvelous as in all in 2018, it has aged a little bit just because the world has changed when it comes to wrestling, but now and forever, it's gonna get it up. Now, of course, please let me know your thoughts about all in 2018 from then and from now. Click the video on the screen for the last ups and downs we did, retro style, that'll be fun. You can get mad that it's not retro, usually the way. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Go to whatculture.com, follow us on social media, and just embrace wrestling. I think a big old catalyst for super duper times is coming. We get to go along for the ride. That's damn good. I'll see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.